Welcome to Beyond the Bridge with psychic medium and animal communicator, Samantha Jones. We are glad you are here and hope you enjoy the next hour where Samantha and her guest will help connect you to the magic of the universe, as well as to your loved ones and pets, both here and beyond the bridge. And now, Samantha Jones. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. I am your host, Samantha Jones, and I am so excited that you are here today. I hope that you are having an absolutely wonderful day so far. Last week, we talked about navigating tough pet decisions when your pet is ill, how to know if it's time or what you should do as far as surgery, things like that. So if you haven't listened to that episode and that's something that might interest you, definitely go back and have a listen because that is something I have experienced many times myself. And I know that sometimes you just need a little bit of advice on how to handle these types of situations. So that's what I tried to do in that episode. Today, we are going to be talking about why it is so hard to set boundaries. This is something that I've struggled with most of my life. As I've gotten older and I've gone through my spiritual awakening, I've really worked harder on setting boundaries in a lot of different areas of my life. And I've learned a lot, but I also still have a lot to learn. So when I do these episodes, they also help me learn as well. So I hope that we can all take something from this episode today. So first of all, what are boundaries? Well, boundaries in our lives are meant for a lot of different reasons, but they're, they are there to set personal limits and guidelines as to what we define in our own lives as acceptable and what is not. They serve as a way to protect our well-being, ma- maintain our own health and healthy relationships as well, and establish a sense of self-respect. And I think that we forget that self-respect part. And a lot of times we allow people to walk on us or, you know, let our boundaries just fade away. And what that is saying is that we lack self-respect because if you have that self-respect, you don't want people to treat you like that. You don't want to be in situations like that. And you will do the things that you need to protect your boundaries. So self-respect is definitely something that we'll talk more about in this episode, but it's Establishing and maintaining healthy boundaries really is crucial for maintaining your well-being and ensuring that your needs are met. And I think a lot that there might be some of you even um, that are sitting there going, but this sounds selfish. Like it sounds selfish for me to say I need to set these boundaries because of my well-being and my needs. But what are we here for? I understand, you know, we're put here for a a lot of reasons and we take care of our kids and our spouses and we have friends and all of that. But at the end of the day, day. You are the only person that you spend 24-7 with your entire life. There's no getting away from yourself, right? So if you don't love yourself and you don't have the self-respect and you don't set the boundaries, then that is the reason why these boundaries are being overstepped. It's not because necessarily somebody is just go ahead and they're doing it. You're allowing it. So first of all, let's talk about, let's talk about in this part of the show, Uh, some common types of boundaries so that we can understand a little bit more about this. So first of all, there's emotional boundaries. And these are our feelings and emotions. These include like being aware of our own emotions and not letting others manipulate or control our feelings. And that can be very, very difficult because if somebody says something to you, of course, you want to believe that they're saying the right thing. So even if they're saying something mean to you, you might feel like, oh, they must be right because, you know, that's they're saying it right. 
But your emotional boundaries and self-respect should tell you that, first of all, that person has no right to say whatever it is that they're saying, but also that you don't have to listen to it because you know who you are. This comes down to perception, I, I think, a lot. Um, your perception of what other people might think of you, your perception of yourself. And so we have a tendency to not like set these emotional boundaries because of those reasons. There's also mental boundaries. And these are about your thoughts and beliefs. It's about not allowing others to pressure you into thinking a certain way or holding certain beliefs. And this can have to do with really anything. But I think a lot of times this comes down to like religion and politics with people that they're afraid to even like interact with certain people because those people don't have any boundaries about what they say. And a lot of times those people want you to have boundaries like they don't want you to say anything, but they want to be able to say whatever they can. So this is about holding true to yourself, these mental boundaries, protecting your own mental health is so, so, so important. So this is that type of boundary. Then there's physical boundaries, and this can be for anybody, but I know that probably women have um, a harder time with this, especially if you have had some kind of trauma in your past, sexual abuse or something, where it's hard for you to relate um, to your personal space and physical comfort. So for example, it's setting limits on who can touch you and when and those things. And so a lot of times we we will not set these boundaries for ourselves. We will just allow people to do whatever. And this, we'll talk about this later, but a lot of times this does come back to childhood trauma or even in relationship, relationship trauma. Then there's social boundaries. And these are more about your interactions with others. It can include like how much time you spend with certain people, what topics are off limits and respecting other people's privacy. So for example, one of the social boundaries that I have is that I don't like talk on the phone. I don't look at my phone once I'm in bed. So like I have told you guys a little bit about my sister that I, I didn't know I had a sister and then we um, found each other, right? So at the beginning of our relationship, I was like, okay, well, I need her to understand that I go to bed really early and that, you know, if I don't answer her after I go to bed, it's it's nothing personal because I don't want people to be upset by the boundaries that I set, but at the same time, they need to be set, right? So from the beginning, I told her, look, I turn my phone off when I go to bed. So if you can't reach me or whatever, and you know what? I didn't even really need to set that boundary because we say goodnight to each other pretty early. But I think it's good to have those things for people to understand this is something that I just, I need in my life. I, I need this. Social interactions, when people are like, come to a party and you're an introvert and you don't want to go to the party, you don't have to go. You don't have to feel the, pr the peer pressure to go. You can set your boundaries or you can go and just be like, okay, I'm just going to be here for an hour or whatever it is. It's your decision. It's your boundaries of how you decide to live your life. It's not up to other people. So don't let other people, I guess that's what I'm saying is don't let other people guilt you into being uncomfortable in the social interactions in your life because you know what's healthy for you and you know what's important in your life. One of the ones that I, I think is really hard for a lot of people when you work in uh, environments with a lot of coworkers are work boundaries. And this is boundaries that involve setting limits on your workload, your work hours, what tasks you're willing to take on, and even how you allow your boss and your coworkers to treat you. Because a hostile working environment is no fun, is it? That's just, yeah. 
But you also have to make limits on things like your work hours and what you will take on as a workload. This is another area where as self-employed, I have to set the boundaries for my own work. And it's another one that when after I'm in bed, after I'm like even starting to get ready for bed, I won't do readings. That's it. it that's the cutoff time. So if somebody messages me and they're like, hey, can you do a you know a quick 15 minute reading? And I'm already in bed. I'll either not see it till the next day. Or if I do, I'll say, well, no, let's set it up for the next day. You have to have your boundaries, whatever they may be. And for some people, they may be like, wow, you work until you go to bed. Well, it's the job. The job comes with that kind of thing. But I also so do set that I don't start till eight in the morning, even though I'm usually up by six. So see, you have to set your own things. If you're you know, self-employed, of course, this makes more sense to you. But even for people that aren't, for people that, you know, if you have salary work and you're like, I just work and work and work and, and I never have any time off, but I'm still getting paid the same amount, no matter how many hours I work. Well, that's probably a boundary that you need to set there is how many hours am I willing to work on what I'm getting paid and set that boundary. And this can go with so many things. I could go on and on and on about how this could relate to work, but there's a couple of examples. The next one is material boundaries. Um, things like your possessions and your resources. It's about what you're willing to share or lend and setting limits on how others can use your belongings or even down to borrowing money from you. It's setting those boundaries. It's like you know, we, we always want to be helpful and do things for other people, right? But we can't just have no boundaries on this. If you have something that's precious to you and you don't want to loan it out, then don't loan it out. If you don't want to loan somebody money because you're afraid they won't pay you back, then set that boundary that you're not going to do that. I know that a lot of times it might seem like this is rude, right? Like we're just being rude to people, but that's your perception. And you know what? For some of them, that might also be their perception. They might look at you and go, man, that's rude that she won't loan me that or she won't whatever it is, you know, but it's your boundary and you're allowed to set those in your life. You don't have to make yourself uncomfortable to make somebody else happy. That's not how we are supposed to do this life. And then one of them that I think that we really forget about, and honestly, putting this together, this was one I forgot about till the very last minute, is like social media boundaries, setting boundaries related to, well, not just that, but like your screen time, how much time you spend on your phone, um, your online interactions, those types of things. But um, really, I think for me, when I think of this one, it's about how people treat me on, on the internet. And I have a lot of people that I know that are... Mm, argumentative among the, amongst themselves and their friends and in groups and stuff like that. And I just will not tolerate it. If you come onto one of my posts and you're argumentative or you're rude to me or you're rude to one of my friends, you got to go. So we need to set those types of boundaries because they're healthy. It doesn't make you a mean person. It just says, I'm not going to be treated that way. I have a better Best friend from very, very young who married this guy and then divorced him and they had a child together. And unfortunately, I don't talk to her anymore. She's kind of fallen into a bad place. But for a while, I kept her husband around on Facebook because I wanted to see their son grow up because I was there when he was born. I wanted to see him, you know, flourish in his life and, and what became of him. And but his dad, my ex is my friend's ex 
was just so rude. Like, it wasn't even that it was about me. It was just, this is who he was. He just was so opinionated and he would go on posts, not just for me, but other friends, even on my husband's posts and just comment the most stupid things. And it was like, I, you know, I, I'm not doing this. And I did give him a couple warnings and then, <laughs> nope, bye. Uh, and to him, that might seem like, I'm rude. Why'd she block me? I also had another friend that I had to delete on Facebook because every post that she was posting was like really, really political. And I'm not going to go into what, but it was on one side, very, very, very political and just absolutely misleading information. And this was somebody that I thought was really spiritual. And I had to set the boundaries there that because she was also starting to comment on my posts and I'm like, no, you got to go too. like, I'm really sorry. I want to be friends with everybody. But at the same time, my mental health is way more important than these people and allowing them to spew whatever it is that they want to spew and seeing their negative things. Social media, I believe, is really, really, really unhealthy. And I wish that we could go back to a time where it wasn't a thing or at least wasn't as significant in our lives. Like, I remember when my MySpace first started. That's that's how old I am. And everybody was like, what is this? You know, and you would rank your friends. And, and it was it was a good time. Like, I felt like MySpace was like free and you could just be yourself and be happy. But then Facebook came along. And it was like, everybody wants to impress everybody. And and it's just, a, it's very unhealthy. And if I didn't have to work on it, I would probably spend a lot less time on it than I actually do. But I have set boundaries for myself. And I think that that's very important for, for everybody, for everybody that's listening. When we go back and we look at all of these different boundaries, the emotional, the mental, the physical, all of them, we need to set boundaries in these areas. One thing that you might, some of you might be thinking is, whoa, this is a lot, this is a lot to do, right? Like setting these boundaries in all these areas is a lot to do. And I agree with you. It really is. And you know what? In the next couple of segments, we're going to get into how to do this more. But one thing that I think is really, really important to remember is baby steps. I think a lot of times that we want something like if you're listening to this episode and you are, you know, at the end of the episode, you're like, this is it. I want to set boundaries. I need to do this. I, I feel that from this. But then you're like, OK, I'm going to do it here, 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 here and here. It might be too much for you. So it might be better, first of all, to just handle things as they come. Know in your mind what it is that your boundary is, but handle them as they come. But also baby steps with certain things. Like if one of those things is the social media aspect of things and you have friends that just take advantage of the situation or whatever, you don't need to go into your friends list right now and delete all those people that make you feel that way. That's not necessary. That's not what I'm saying. But just take the baby steps to ensure that your boundaries are not being overlooked, that you feel good about yourself at the end of the day, that you know that the decisions that you have made are for you, the best decisions. And again, it's not selfish. It's really a form of self-care. Setting those boundaries is a form of self-care. And if you, I think for me, I've been to many therapists in my life, and this was definitely something that they all pointed out. You need to set boundaries in this cert these certain areas. And I always felt like, well, first of all, I didn't know how because I wasn't really taught how to set boundaries. And I think a lot of us have had those like experiences in our childhoods where we were not taught how to set the boundaries. And then what do you do? If you don't know how, 
Well, you have to learn and that takes time. So again, it comes back to the baby steps and just one little step at a time. So let's see, before we go on to the next segment, let's go ahead and take our break. But when we come back, we're going to talk more about why this is so hard, why it's so hard for us to do these things. Um, A lot of us do have this childhood trauma and we have been taught with this childhood trauma that boundaries are not important or we haven't learned how to set them. So we'll talk about that as well. And then in the final segment, we will get into how to overcome these challenges more, how to be able to set your boundaries more without feeling like you're doing something wrong. And if at any time anyone would like to call in and uh, talk about this, get a reading, feel free to. Um, you know, my husband and I are moving and I had the number sitting right in front of me. Let me see if I can remember it. 888-346. Yep. 9141. <laughs> we got everything packed up and I don't have that number in front of me, but I do remember it. 888-346-9141. Isn't that funny? Like oh, if you're old like me, then you remember where you had to remember everybody's phone numbers. And now it's like the only phone numbers that I know is my own, my husband's and apparently the radio stations as well. So, yeah, feel free if you'd like to call in at any time um, after the break. So let's go ahead and take that break, friends. Stay tuned. We will be right back after these brief messages. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Have you ever suffered grief from the loss of a loved one or pet? Do you ask yourself questions like where did they go and what are they doing? Do you have guilt for things left unsaid or feel the need for answers about the loss you never received? Join Samantha Jones, psychic medium and animal communicator, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, where her and her guest will discuss all things beyond the bridge. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests? Or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. 
Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge, friends. Thank you so much for being here today. We are talking about why it is so hard to set boundaries. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about now why it is so hard to set boundaries. I I think that probably the biggest thing, at least when I, I was going to, through this, doing the research and looking back at my own life and looking at my clients and other people, the number one thing that I think causes us to have a hard time setting these boundaries is fear of rejection. Setting boundaries can lead to conflict or rejection, which so many of us don't, we don't want to deal with. We just completely want to avoid that altogether. So this fear can hinder our, hinder our ability to communicate and enforce our boundaries effectively because nobody likes rejection, right? So you just keep your mouth shut and then you just go with it. And then inside you're hurting, but at least you didn't upset the other person, right? At least they didn't reject you, right? Well, this is kind of a loaded thing here. But when you look at it and you see this rejection, why are we so afraid of being rejected by people? Where does that come from? Because really, like the people that treat us like that, the people that make us feel that way, are those even our people? If we feel like we could be rejected by this person, is that person even good in our lives? Now, I know that a lot of this comes back to things like childhood trauma or past relationship issues. It can really come from so many places. But that fear of rejection, I really think that a lot of us, we need to look at that and see, why are we so afraid of rejection? Where did we learn this and how can we overcome it? Because it is a big a big thing when it comes to setting boundaries. The next one, I think, is lack of communication skills. So not being taught how to express yourself or having a struggle with expressing yourself. Growing up, I didn't, I wasn't listened to <laughs> and I wasn't taught communication skills. But when I tried to communicate my needs, this not so much to my grandparents, they were pretty good, but to my mom, when I tried to communicate my needs to my mom, she wouldn't really care. Like, I don't really know how to explain it, but it was just most of the time like being brushed off. And so I wasn't taught how to effectively communicate my needs because she didn't even care about my needs. And so for me, it's more just like I don't I have a really hard time with the communication skills because of it. But I have learned over the years and I have worked on this. And I, I definitely think that this is something that most people struggle with is the lack of communication skills. And you might be sitting there going, I'm a great communicator. I'm really good at it. But ask your spouse and see what they say. Ask your kids and see what they say, because our perception of ourselves a lot of the time isn't what the other's perception is, which of course doesn't matter really a lot of the times. But when it comes to these things, when it comes to being able to communicate effectively, it needs to be on both sides. So we might think we're good communicators and not realize that we're not. But I definitely think that's a big part of why this can be so hard for people. Also, low self-esteem. Uh, because in, individuals with low self-esteem might struggle to believe that their boundaries are even valid or worth enforcing, which makes them more susceptible to people stepping all over them and not not listening to their boundaries. That's a big problem. And where how does that get fixed? Like how if you have low self-esteem and this is what's causing you to not set boundaries, how do you fix that? For a lot of people, this answer is I don't. And I don't think that's the right answer. I think this is really about finding the self-esteem. It's about learning about yourself and loving yourself 
And seeing yourself as who you really are, not as how others see you. There's a whole lot of things there that go with this. But I definitely feel like with each one of us working on our own self-esteem and seeing ourselves differently will help us to want to set boundaries. Because when you have more self-esteem, you don't let people step all over you like that. You just don't. Also, prioritizing others. So what I mean by this is that many people prioritize other people's well-beings over their own. And they neglect their own needs and boundaries in the process. Now, some of us, because I'm definitely like this, some of us are just like this because this is who we are. We're nurturers. We like to put other people first. Um, I don't do this in like an unhealthy kind of way. But for me, I feel like if everybody in my house is happy, then I'm happy. And maybe that's unhealthy. But I like to make sure that everybody's good. And then I take care of me, which, you know, again, is probably not the best thing. But we do need to establish that, especially with people that take advantage of it. If you have people that are taking advantage of your needs that are like, you know, do this for me, do that for me. And my needs come first and, you know, yours or whenever. Those are the places that we need to step in and, and prioritize ourselves over other people. There's also um, lack of boundary role models. So this is growing up without healthy boundary setting role models like parents. And this can make it difficult for you to learn and practice these boundaries. And this kind of goes back to what I was talking about, about my mom, because not only was did I not set boundaries, did she not teach me how to set boundaries, but she didn't have any as either. Like people would come to her and ask her for money and she would just give them money. She would give them things. She didn't have any boundaries. So I watched this. And so it made me be like, okay, well, this is how it's supposed to be. And my grandma was the same way. They just gave and gave and gave. And this is it was in so many areas of their lives. So I didn't have good boundary role models there at all. So that definitely um, has a lot to do also with uh, the childhood trauma, possibly. So like some people with childhood uh, trauma might suffer or struggle with identifying their own boundaries due to those blurred lines because of your upbringing. It really could also even be in relationships, in bad relationships. There's so many things that can teach you this, but it really is... Um, important to have those role models and to be those role models. And that's another part of this too, that I really didn't even think about until now is that for anyone listening that has kids, when you do these things, you're also teaching your children to do these things. Because like my mother, if you're sitting there and not having any boundaries and your kids are watching this, what are they learning? They're learning to not have boundaries. So if you want your kids to have boundaries when they get older, then you have to respectfully enforce your own and be that boundary role model, be that role model that you did not have, because that is very, very important. There's also it's it can be very hard to like set your clear values. So defining your values and your priorities can be really difficult and it makes it harder to establish boundaries that align with these principles. So it's really important to, for you to set what it is that you want, what is important in your life. If you don't want to be talked to a certain way and you're being talked to a certain way, then it is, it's, you absolutely do not need to be able to be, you do not need to let people talk to you like that. That is setting your values. That is morally too. This can come down to a lot of things morally. I'm not going to do this with somebody because my morals say that I don't do that kind of thing. So this is seeing those values. 
values and morals and setting them. There's also the fear of consequences. So setting boundaries can come with a lot of consequences, right? Unfortunately, it can, like conflict or the end of a relationship. So this this fear can deter people from setting their boundaries. But let's look at this one a little bit closer. If you're in a relationship and you're saying to your partner, I don't like this, and they continue to do it, like, let's say that your your partner yells at you, right? Okay, just for no reason. And this seems to be something that happens a lot. And you say, I don't like it when you yell at me. And I would appreciate it if you don't treat me like that anymore. And they keep doing it. Well, then there's some, a situation here, right? And you do not need to keep yourself in that situation. When it, this comes down to, also, we talked about the physical boundaries. If you're in a relationship that is physically abusive, I was in a relationship that started showing signs that it was going to be physically abusive. And I was like, oh, no, 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 <laughs> no. That is a boundary for me. I will not tolerate it. Um, you're not going to hit me. You're not going to physically hurt me. And so that relationship, it had to end. Uh, and that can be really hard because if you are in love with somebody, you know, I, I find it hard to really imagine being truly respectfully in love with somebody that would hurt you that way. So I think that if you are in that kind of a relationship where you're suffering that kind of abuse, that a lot of that is probably that you're staying because you can't set your boundaries because of, you know, maybe it is the self-esteem or or whatever it is, the the lack of um, role models to teach you boundaries, whatever it is, but you have to set those boundaries because nobody should treat you like that. You should be treated the way that you want to be treated. You should be treated with respect. Each one of us should not have to set these boundaries. We shouldn't have to. And for me, I feel like if we as society, if everybody just treated everybody else the way they want to be treated, all these problems would stop. You wouldn't have to set boundaries if everybody was just nice to each other and we understood and all that. But that's not how it goes. That's not what we were taught. There are so many people in society that not only don't respect other people's boundaries, but don't have any boundaries set, that it's just a constant vicious cycle of allowing people to walk all over us. And it's, it's you know, just goes and goes and goes. But if we learn how to respect people more, how to ask them, are there things that I do that bothers you? How do we work on this? It Communicating is hard. It is. It's, it's like you don't want to say the wrong thing and you don't want to sound stupid. And there's a whole lot of reasons why, you know, you, and I think honestly, one of the biggest reasons that we're afraid to communicate is because it makes us look at ourselves. Like when I do like, if my husband and I are having an issue and I need to look at it, I have to look at myself. I have to look at what I'm doing in this situation, not just what he is doing in this situation. And I think that that's something that is very hard for us to do, taking the accountability. When it comes to setting boundaries, when it comes to respecting other people's boundaries, there's absolutely an accountability aspect here. The person that you're setting boundaries against or whatever, you know, whether it's at home, it's at work or whatever, they have to respect your boundaries, but you also have to respect your boundaries. You also have to respect yourself enough to say, I don't want to be treated like this and make a change, right? Let's talk a little bit of more, more about childhood trauma and how this can affect you. 
So we talked about the difficulty identifying boundaries because you don't have somebody that's teaching you that, but also there's guilt and shame that comes along with this. So setting boundaries for someone that has an issue doing so, that often involves saying no or expressing one's needs, which can trigger feelings of guilt and shame. Um, That's saying no. That I hear from so many people that I do psychic greetings for, and I have a really hard time with it myself. Why do we have such a hard time saying no? What is it about that word that scares us so much? If you say no to somebody, like let's say that you have an invite. Let's take the social aspect of things. Let's say that you have an invite and it's to a party and you don't want to go. There's people there that you don't want to see. But, you know, whatever your reasons are, you just don't want to go. You don't have to go. Why do you have to go? But inside of yourself, you might feel guilty for not going, like you've done something wrong. And you might feel like the person on the other end, the one that's having the party, is going to be upset that you didn't go. And maybe they are. Maybe they're not. You don't know unless you ask them. But they might not be. They might be too involved in their own party to even know that you weren't really there, you know? Um But what I'm getting at here is the guilt, the guilt of forcing yourself to do something that you don't want to do because you don't want to make somebody else feel bad or you don't want to, you know, have to deal with a situation. You don't want somebody to dislike you. You don't want the rejection, whatever it is. This a lot of this comes down to guilt and to uh, some of it with shame as well. But the guilt of things is very difficult. Absolutely. I see this in a lot of people that I can't say no. And it is. Learning how to say no can be very difficult. Absolutely. Um, There's also that fear of conflict. Childhood trauma can lead to heightened fear of conflict or negative reactions from others. This fear may prevent people from setting boundaries as they want to avoid confrontation or upsetting others. This is me to a T. I do not like conflict and I will avoid it at all costs. Um, I don't I don't know why. I mean, I do realize that there were things from my childhood, but I do not like conflict and yeah, we'll avoid it. Um, This is, um, it's tough because then when you do get into that kind of conflict situation, how do you set your boundaries? If you're totally avoiding it all the time, how do you learn how to set healthy boundaries in this area when you have conflict of saying, no, I'm not doing this anymore or whatever it is that you say when there is conflict, if it's just addressing it. Um, I have a tendency to run from it, to run from the conflict. And sometimes just facing it head on is better and just saying, no, no, not doing this. Uh, And that is very, very hard because then you might think that you sound like a bitch, right? If you're saying no, but why does the other person's boundaries have to be met and not yours? It, It doesn't, you know, it doesn't make sense, but these are things that we are taught. There's also from childhood, the repeating past patterns. A lot of people with with childhood trauma may unconsciously repeat patterns from their upbringing. Um, this includes dysfunctional boundary setting behaviors that they've learned from parents, caregivers, stuff like that. The, the repeating of patterns is definitely an issue within itself, I feel. It's something that we have to look at even on a different level of setting the boundaries of am I repeating the same patterns? So like, for example, my mother not having any boundaries and me just going, okay, well, I'm going to be like that too, because that's how she was. Mm -mm -mm, No. 
So I've had to learn over the years how to set those boundaries and not repeat the patterns. And it's not easy. And I'm still, it's it's still a work in progress, something that I have to work on every day. But one of the things that I really feel like we are here in this life to do is to not repeat those patterns because that's breaking the cycle and breaking the cycle moves us on onto a level, into a level um, that we're not in when we can't move past that. And it's pretty amazing when you can. So letting go of those those patterns, those things that you learned uh, are is very, very, very healthy and definitely something that we can do. I know that these things sound hard. It sounds like, uh, but I'm, you know, for me, it's like I'm 46 years old and I still have all of these boundaries that I have a really hard time setting. And why do I even bother? Well, why do you bother? Because life is meant to be enjoyable. I mean, not every moment, of course, you're going to have ups and downs, but for the most part, you're not meant to have major conflict with people. You're not meant to hate your job. You're not meant to not care for yourself the way you're supposed to. We're supposed to do all of these things. And so looking at these things as a whole, like I said before, can be very overwhelming. So it really is just about taking baby steps to improve these things in your life. So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about how to, how to overcome some of these challenges, how to, we talked about how to recognize them, but now let's put some tips in play here so that we can go forward this week with setting healthy boundaries for ourselves. So let's go ahead and take that break, friends. We will be right back after these brief messages. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. 
Have a question for Samantha or her guests? Or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge, friends. Today we are talking about why it is so hard to set boundaries. And now we're going to talk about how to do that, how to overcome these challenges of not being able to set your own boundaries, how to make it easier for yourself. First of all, I think it's really important that we are self-aware, that we understand our own needs, our own values, our own limits. Because the self-awareness part of things helps us to set those boundaries that align with who we are. So this is really the first step. If there's people in your life that don't uh, adhere to these limits, these values, then you'll see that more if you set these for yourself. If you say, I'm not going to allow somebody to treat me this way. And then you notice that people are, and then you have to set that limit there. So absolutely becoming more self-aware is the is very 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 important i talked a little bit in the last part about learning to say no practicing saying no when necessary without feeling guilty will help you to be able to put some of these things behind you it's okay it's okay to decline a person's requests or commitments that just don't align with your boundaries or what you would like to do but how How do you do that? Well, first of all, I think it's really important to be polite. Start by being polite and respectful in your response and explaining yourself, explaining what it is that, you know, this is just not something that that I want. So no, Um, acknowledge their request, show that you've heard and considered it. So I appreciate you for asking me, but no. So this comes back to like that party that we were talking about. You know, you're invited to a party. You don't want to go. I appreciate you asking, but no. You don't need to go any farther with it. I definitely in my life have noticed that I want to explain my nose. Um, I've started not doing that because I do realize looking back that a lot of the times that I said no, because I didn't want to do something, I came up with a fake excuse as to why I didn't want to go, why I didn't want to go to a party, why I didn't want to go here or there, whatever. Um, There's no reason for that. All you have to say is no. You don't need to make up something. If you have other plans, sorry, I have other plans. That's it. Or, you know, you don't have to say sorry, but I don't want to. <laughs> it it doesn't, you don't need to give a reason. It's there's nothing, there's nothing not polite about that. On the other end, the person might think, oh, that was kind of rude, but that's just their perception. If you're polite about it and you just say thanks, but no thanks in a politeful way, and somebody gets mad, well, that's their own problem. You know, that's not your problem. Um, If you do need to give a reason, make it short. I have other commitments at this time. You know, like I was saying, it doesn't need to be some big drawn out explanation. Um, Definitely, I've learned not to just make stuff up. Um, It's funny because um, I was thinking earlier today about this time that I had this job at PetSmart. And I had been out of town. I had been actually here in California. And I got back to... Uh, to Vegas. And they called me to see if I could work this day. And I had said I didn't want to work that day, you know, so I was like, No, I I can't. I'm actually I said, I'm still out of town. I'm still in California. (laughs) 
the thing was, is not only was I not here in California, but I was actually sitting in the same shopping center as PetSmart. I was at the grocery store there, right? And I was thinking, I was thinking back of this, why would I say that? Why would I say I'm still in California when I'm literally in the same shopping center as PetSmart and my boss could come and see me anytime? And then how am I going to explain that? So uh, there's the problem there is that the lies, they don't do you any good. But you also can a lot of times get swept up in your lies if you don't remember them, because most of the time you don't. So just don't just don't lie. Just make it just, you know, nice, polite. It doesn't have to be a big deal, but just know, express your gratitude. You know, thank you for understanding. I, I appreciate it. Um, and practice, practice this saying no. You know, if I don't know, you just practice that really for me, that was it is it was if I it wasn't a situation where I wanted to say no, I just had to learn how to do it. I had to learn, and I'm still not the best at it, but I do in these situations, I don't make stuff up anymore. So I just had to, when I was faced with that, say, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to make up some big scenario. I'm just going to say, I'm sorry, but I can't right now or whatever it is. And it really feels good. It actually does to not lie and to not have those things, those weights on you. It actually does feel really good. There's also when it comes to overcoming these types of things is practicing your assertiveness, learning how to communicate your boundaries, using the I statement to express your needs. Because when you use that, then people will they will look at you more directly. So what I mean by that is express your feelings and needs using eyes. For example, I feel overwhelmed with too many tasks. You know, you're not blaming the person. If you don't want to go, it's not about, you know, I don't want to go because I don't want to be there with you. I'm just overwhelmed myself with too many things to do. It's about you. It's about your own comfort. Um, it really is, too, about being calm and respectful, making maintaining a calm and respectful tone, avoiding rating your, raising your voice or using aggressive language or, you know, anything like that. It's really, this is just about respect. It's about not treating the person on the other end like they're stupid, but setting your own boundaries. Uh, and, and it is. It's not easy. I'm not saying any of this is easy. But when you learn more how to do this, it really does help you to enjoy your life more and to be more peaceful. Also, listen to a person. If they are saying something, if they are expressing themselves, give them that opportunity. Give them that chance when it comes to um, this assertiveness and saying what you want. Listen to them because they might actually have some kind of good point. You also want to avoid blame, like you never listen or I feel unheard. Um, it, the, the blame is a really hard thing. Um, we don't. We shouldn't blame other people for how we're feeling because other people really don't have the power to make us feel any way at all. It's us that allows it. If somebody talks negatively to you, they're not forcing you to feel the same way that they do. If they tell you that you're ugly, okay, they might think you're ugly. That doesn't mean you are. It doesn't mean to the other person that you're not beautiful. You know, it, it's just this one's this one person's opinion. So there's that that we have to think of as well. Let's see what else on our list of how to overcome these challenges. So seeking support is also very important. Trusting your friends, your family, even a therapist about helping you set these boundaries, being uh, also being on the other side of things, if you have somebody that has a hard time setting boundaries, 
listen to them, be an ear, help them to help set better, better boundaries for themselves. Because in turn, doing so will help you to set better boundaries for you. Because anytime that we help somebody, any like even like I said, with these shows, I learn so much doing these shows myself because I do um, like what I do with something like this is I put a list together myself. I put the basics of what I want to talk about. And then I go back and I do all of this research on it. And so this is all like, you know, it, it's it takes steps. It takes help. It takes guidance. There's so much. And I totally lost my train of thought. And I apologize for that. But we were talking about seeking that support from others. It is very important. Um, I definitely feel like when you have the help of others, oh yeah, I remember this helps me. This helps everybody. The the podcast that the that I do with my husband, this radio show, it helps you to have that kind of guidance, not just for those people, but for myself. Doing this helps me. So I love that about these shows. It really, really does help. Um, there's also, like I mentioned before gradual progress. There's the baby steps. When we expect too much out of ourselves, that can make things in our lives way more difficult because everything can't happen all at once. It has to happen in pieces. So after listening to this show, if there's something that you think about that you look back on and you say, okay, this is an area that I really want to work on, then work on that area and that area alone. Don't feel like you have to tackle all of your boundaries, all of your things at once because that will get really, really overwhelming. It's okay to say, I can't handle this situation right now with like setting proper boundaries. So I'm gonna come back to it later. It's okay. Uh, it's baby steps. And that will help you to do this the right way, right? Because a lot of times when we try to take on too much at once, it just doesn't work. And so if we do it in baby steps and we work on one thing at a time and we feel like, okay, now I've, I've managed that, I'm past that and I can move on to something else. Then that thing that we're past that we've moved on from is completed and you don't have to go back and examine it again, where when you're trying to deal with a whole bunch of things at once, you might be scattered all over the place and not know when you've dealt with something. So just one issue at a time. Healthy conflict resolution is something else that's very important to learn. Developing skills for handling conflict constructively. Because this can arise just from setting boundaries, conflicts can arise. If you set a boundary and you say to somebody, I don't like the way that you're treating me, well, they might come back at you and say things like, well, I, first of all, maybe they don't like the way you're treating them. And then in that case, there's healthy conversation, healthy conflict resolution. Okay, so what is it that I'm doing that's hurting you? And not taking that personally and being honest. I think that is definitely a big problem with a lot of people is that when we have arguments, whether it's with our significant other, a boss, uh, anybody, we're not honest about our side in things. We don't take accountability for our actions. And if you don't take accountability for your actions, there can't be healthy conflict resolution because all you're doing is blaming the other person where every situation has two people, right? Even when it comes to setting the boundaries, if you're not setting the boundaries, the other person can't be expected to follow them. So you're at fault for not setting them. That other person is at fault for treating you that way. But they become, I guess, more at fault, for lack of a better word, when they don't respect your boundaries. So learning about the healthy conflict resolution is very, very important. And I think for a lot of us, this is something that we didn't learn 
growing up that we never saw. Like we might have seen our parents fighting or or different things, but we never saw them making up. We never saw them sit down and talk to each other and work it out. So that's a whole part of things that is missing. And that's an important part of these setting boundaries is and and the conflicts is sitting down afterwards and saying, okay, well, this is how I feel and and listening to each other. It's very, very important to listening to each other. Practicing self-compassion and self-care is also crucial in this. You have to be compassionate of yourself. You have to love yourself. You have to uh, know that you are the most important person in your life. And I know that a lot of people have kids and they're like, no, my kids are most important. Well, kind of like in an airplane where they tell you to put your face mask on before you put your your kids on if there was a loss of cabin pressure it's the same thing if you're not setting your healthy boundaries and you're not doing the self-care or practicing the self-compassion who do they learn from they learn from you so you have to do those things for yourself to teach your children the proper way of how to have their own boundaries So we're almost out of time. I could go on and on and on about this topic, but I hope that I helped some of you today to maybe go forward and learn setting some boundaries here in all areas of your life. Whatever it is that you struggle with the most, take that one first, maybe. Pick something today. Pick something that you're going to tackle and set better boundaries on. And then when you feel like you've done that, then go ahead and set something else. And you know what? I would love to hear from any of you, your progress. Please feel free to reach out to me. My email is beyondthebridge11 at gmail.com. And while we're doing this, you can find me at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. You can find the podcast that I have with my husband there called Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. You can find everything you need to know. Um, next week, I will not be live. Um, I actually have talked a long time about how my husband and I are moving to Las Vegas. And next week is the big move. It actually is a week from today. So I will not be live next week. I haven't chosen the episode I'm going to replay. It will be an encore episode, but keep an eye out for it. I think I'm going to do one maybe with Mystic Molly because I know everybody really liked those. So keep an ear out for that next week. And um, yeah, so... This is a big change coming forward in my life. And and I can't wait to come back and talk to everybody and tell you about it, about the journey. Um, It's been coming a long time and I'm definitely very nervous about the big change. But um, having all of you too as support, because there's a lot of you listening right now that reach out to me and are really sweet and really compassionate and, you know, have said, hope your move goes well, hope everything is going well. And I thank you all so much for that. I thank you for allowing me to do the show for you. Um, big changes coming for me as well when I moved to Las Vegas is that there will be a TV show coming. I briefly talked about that before, um, but I will give you more information on that later, friends. That is to come. So um, yeah, before I cry. <laughs> Anyways, friends, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode of Beyond the Bridge. I'm so glad that you were here. And again, if you'd like to find me, samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. So until next time, everyone, peace and love. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. We hope you will join Samantha and next week's guest for more eye-opening ways to connect to the universe. Until next week, peace and love.